Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. What's up, guys? Hello, guys. Welcome back. Episode 93. 93. It's nice. How was your day? <laughs> it's long <laughs> and tiring. Um, 93, we are in the middle, late April. It's 420. It's 420 right now. Nice. It's going to be 425 for you. Yep. And... At least up to now, it's like really warm, mm -hmm. unseasonably warm, I should say. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's supposed to be like 86 degrees or something like that. Yep, right into summer. So um, we didn't go outside all day, though. Of no, course. no, no. We're no, in a no, windowless so. room. Windowless room. And then we are again in a windowless room. It's, it's, what's that thing you said about uh, technology? Like, yeah. Are you around anything natural? No. no. <laughs> exactly. Nope, nothing at all. Well, today we're going to talk about something that has to do with technology, right? This is true. So today we're going to talk about and with and with <laughs> good qualification uh quote unquote artificial intelligence exactly we are going to i'm sure you guys know that right now everybody's talking about this new tool mm -hmm. this, this new machine learning machine language learning stuff mm -hmm. it's going on it's called chat gpt there are different versions of it already so everybody's yep. talking about it, so we we decided to join the crowd. Yep. Case. So there's this version by this company. One of the talks of like a Google and Amazon version. Elon Musk was recently like, I'm going to do my version because the other ones are going to have all these ethical things in it. And he's just said it's going to be free of ethical issues. This is what he claims. Sure. This is what he claims. Like everything that he does. Like everything. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I don't think this can be used. I don't think there's limited. If you truly want this thing to work the way it works, I don't think you can put in any real ethical limitations otherwise. Mm. What about like the three laws? The the Asimov laws? Yeah. The, uh, they, you can try to embed them in there, but there are ways around those So things. this is, okay, we've already... We already entered like right into the, the ethical territory. So maybe we start step, with the general and back. then we go back to the yeah. ethical stuff. Yeah. So, so we did intelligence, mm -hmm. but we didn't do... Artificial intelligence. Yeah. Now the, I guess the first question is like, can there be such a thing? Can there be such a thing? What does it even mean? Mm -hmm. So okay, to say artificial intelligence means that there is something that's not artificial, which should be human intelligence or yeah. animal intelligence, like organic, organic, natural intelligence. Uh, do you think the difference is just a matter of the materials used, meaning that's carbon based, is natural? Hmm. and non-carbon-based is artificial? I wonder if it's... That's probably part of it. I wonder if there's more to it. So, like, think about when we use the word artificial in other contexts. Mm -hmm. We say things like... Mm, this... It, like, if you, like, a, like a tree, mm -hmm. or like if you put a grassy field, you're like, oh, this wasn't here. Mm -hmm. This was artificially created. So, like, the creation part is there too it seems like yeah you're doing something 
that wouldn't have by itself been there. It also has this this thing of like fakeness, okay, right? Because yeah. if you're talking about someone, you're like, oh, she's so she's very artificial, she's mm-hmm. very robotic, right? You mean she doesn't act fluently? Mm-hmm. There's something kind of acting mm-hmm. or try hard mm-hmm. or I don't believe you about mm-hmm. the person. Mm. And you think that this connotation travels? I wonder if it does. I think it's worth asking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that in specific case of artificial intelligence, people tend to think of two things. Uh, the connotations they give is definitely the, the made up one, mm-hmm. right? And probably the difference between the, the organic and non-organic, the carbon-based, non-carbon-based. I don't think that there is this the connotation of fake. Mm. Uh, because I think that the complaint that we have sometimes is there's not... Well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you're right, because if we start analyzing, if you talk to the, how can we say, the average person, they will tell you, oh, it's, you know, it's intelligent, but not that intelligent. It's not real intelligence. It's not real intelligence. Yeah. Right? It means something else. But I think you're right that the creation is the key. There's like the intelligence that we are, and then artificial intelligence is like, I don't want to say meta-intelligence, but something like the the natural intelligence that itself was created, now firsthand creating. Uh, yes. It's like I, the, the becoming God aspect. Yes, and I think that there's also this idea that you created for a specific task. Mm. And the task and purposes of artificial intelligence projects have changed throughout the years. True. Uh, from problem solving to something else, right? Mm. Um, I think that's the one where we are. The problem solving? I think it's it's supposed to be heavily practical. How can we execute tasks without putting our own mental energy into it? Have this machine do it. I think... I think that we're actually beyond that at this point. It's not just mm. when I say problem solving, I mean like a very specific oh. problem, like a proper. Like individualized. Yes. Okay. Like, uh, you know, we create machines to. The first computers were called calculators, right? Yeah. So what yeah. they did was they, they, they tried to calculate like an things. Abacus. <laughs> exactly, right? They're, they're counting better and faster than we do because they have whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, more knowledge about these things. They're faster and doing this stuff. I think that now instead we're, got, we're trying to get to this thing that's called general yes. uh, artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. right? Where you can, it's not about pro- solving one problem, but being able to be applied everywhere, right? There's not anymore a, fix, a fixed task. And yes. by no means this is new, truly, right? Uh, if you think of GPSs, right? Those are not fixed machines, because you can input whatever itinerary they will tell you. Like the GPS yeah. or the self-driving car doesn't bring you just from a point A to point B and that's it. So it's but like two-dimensional rather than one-dimensional. Correct. Correct. The, those things are able to do different things but within one realm, right? Yeah. I think of – so it's interesting. I think of machines that do one thing mm-hmm. versus more than one thing. So like I was thinking – um, do you know – like I remember when I was younger, the new cool thing if you mm-hmm. were like – had money – yeah, was the pool robots okay? It was basically like a Roomba, and it would just clean oh. the bottom of the pool floor. Cool. And this was fancy, <laughs> and then you know became much more common. And now people have the the, the self propelling Roomba, yeah, in their house. Do you have one? Uh, I had one, but only because my brother in law didn't like it 
gave, who has money, gave it to us. <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is cool at first. But then, like... Was this years ago? Yeah, it was when we lived in the apartment. Okay. Like, when we first moved in. But it, it, it'll, like, bump into something and then launch. Uh-huh. But then you just have a bunch of lines. Uh-huh. And, like, you might miss a spot for, like, oh, hours really? until it gets it. So the the ones now are very different. Uh, oh, yeah? They're apparently, they first of all, they go and charge themselves. This one they, did that, too. They get out. They have, like, they, they, they wash the floor in different ways. Hmm. They map it first. They have, like, you see the laser going out. Like they, they, Oh, they yeah, we didn't have a laser. Uh, the, the truly mapping stuff. So that would be an example of, like... The moving from the one dimension to the two dimension or the in between. In a sense, yes. And then we go beyond that. Yep. And the artificial general intelligence is like... Supposed to be doing everything. Right, all dimensions. Yes. All what we can do and maybe even more. That's the idea. That's the idea. Mm. Chalmers speaks about the singularity thing. The right? singularity. But it is very practical still. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like yeah. it's not just contemplating. No, not at least not not just contemplating. Mm. You, maybe you can use it for that, for the sake know. of it. Yeah. Okay. Would you say that you can do that? Can a can a human use an AI for the sake of it to like learn? Yeah. And this is like when I would sit in front of it that one time. I had like yeah. thirty minutes, but I don't think it itself can contemplate, can contemplate. yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. I don't think. Uh, can this thing can can this thing speculate? Pretty much, that's what we're asking. Can it speculate? Can it be self-directed? Um, again, in reality, we've been trying to do this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to understand what we mean by self-directing, because hmm. I think that given a given a preset amount of instructions, eventually it can direct itself. Right, and someone might say it's the same as us. Yeah, well, but even the Roomba, right? Mm-hmm. After it maps everything and after you set it up for whatever program you do, it's self-directed itself. It goes first here, then there, then comes back. Mm-hmm. Then it decides based on whatever obstacles and problems he has. It decides what to do and then it goes back. It literally, the, the direction thing, right? It decides. It, it decides. So maybe to be very uh, general as a starting point, we say an artificial intelligence is... A th- an intelligence created by another intelligence yep. for the sake of doing some set of tasks yep. and yep. multi-dimensions. Yeah, and I like the fact that you're saying created by some other intelligence because for what we know, maybe we can have artificial intelligence creating other artificial intelligences. Yes, right? yes, which that's is the, very crazy to think bizarre, about. Bizarre, right? But yeah. yeah. So, well, I got an idea. Sure. We uh, have a guest today. Yes, we do. Mr. Mr. GPT. Mr. GPT. So how about we ask Mr. GPT. What is artificial intelligence? What is? And I wish we could uh, have him talk. I'm calling him him. What is artificial intelligence? Oh, Oh, uh, no. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, like, refresh and... It is uh, apparently... It is ill, right? It now. is ill. It needs some antibiotics. Just some antibiotics, which we're gonna give. But so the, the goal is okay. We'll we'll talk about this stuff as we run into interesting issues. We'll ask the thing, the supposed artificial general intelligence, what it thinks, which was recently upgraded. Yep. Right, Chat GPT four. We are four. Yeah. I think it's four. The previous one, when we learned about it, was three. Yep. And we'll no. see what it has to say about things, and we'll kind of philosophically dissect. 
its answers and, and really really put it to the test. Okay. So according to ChatGBT, it is a simulation of human intelligence. Mm, interesting simulation. And it's it's machines that are programmed to think, learn, and perform tasks that would typically require human intelligence, such as perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and language translation. Okay. And then so it says machine learning, natural language processing, computer vision, robotics, and other systems. The ultimate goal is to create intelligent machines that can perform tasks autonomously. There you go. That's what we said. Improve over time and adapt to changing environments. Okay. What do you, what do you think about that? I think that this is like the classic definition of AI. Mm. Um, there are a few there are a few things that are interesting there, though. The fact that the, that the machine says that they're programmed to think. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, learning and performing, I can understand what he's saying. Um, but the fact that it's that you're thinking, that's interesting. So I'm curious what it's going to say. What do you mean by think, right? What does the AI think it means to think? What is wrong with it? It is really ill. Here. This is super ill. Um, thought. So thought is something we've talked about oh, here we go. Um, previously. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so we talked about it previously, and we think it has something to do with a mind. Yeah. Thoughts exist in a quote-unquote mind, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and so the question is, if the AI is saying that it could think, yeah. does that mean the AI is saying that it has a mind? Hmm. What do you think? Do you think is it possible for this thing to have a mind? Um, we're going to get in trouble here. Um, I want to say... I'm, I'm doing it at the same time. Here we go. So, I think that in a sense, it does. If if he can think, he needs to have a mind. Let's put it this way. Okay. If he can truly think. Meanwhile, I input it. I asked him, "What does he mean by thinking?" And we mm -hmm. got an answer here. Okay. What does it say? Thinking is a complex cognitive process that involves the mental manipulation of information, ideas, and concepts to generate new ideas, solve problems, make decisions, plan, imagine, reason, and communicate. It is the process of using our brains to organize, process sensory inputs, memories, and emotions to arrive at an understanding of the world around us Okay. and our place in it. Thinking involves the use of various mental processes, such as perception, attention, memory, language, reasoning to interpret and respond to stimuli around us. Thinking can be conscious or unconscious. It can occur to different levels of awareness, Mathematic responses to deliberate, uh, responses to deliberate, strategic, and reflective reasoning. Okay, so so I'm <laughs> assuming that that's what the machine thinks he does. Okay, does I mean what about that? Do you think is the easy stuff that's non-controversial versus the stuff that's more weird? Uh, I mean. The, the all first thing is like the manipulation of information. I think that's okay. That can do that for sure. That I that seems the non controversial. Just doing stuff to information. Yeah. Sure, information in, information out. Mm -hmm. Okay, that works. Communicate, in a sense, right? 
I mean... Not speaking community. Not speaking. I mean, yeah, right. There would have to be because otherwise there would be no interplay between things. Exactly. Um, make decisions. I'm already like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ask it something. Okay. I'm going to ask it if it can do those things. If it can actually do those things. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, my God. That's, this is <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pull it up on mine. It is It is like the day. <laughs> it is the day is doomed. So uh, today we had an event. Um, we had a philosophy symposium at our college. And <laughs> we had some technical issues, <laughs> let's, uh, let's say, right? Much like the ones we're encountering now. And that seems to, it seems to be kind of. The perpetuating itself yep. in here. Now we're dealing with the, even so while, while we're fixing this, I guess let's just have a general mm-hmm. discussion of, of thus far what has been said. So using our brains, okay, these things don't have brains, mm-hmm. right? They don't have organic, they, they don't have a biological brain, right? This is the thing you were saying in the beginning mm-hmm. about like being made of different stuff. Uh-huh. Organ, uh, organized process, sensory inputs, they're, there are, I think that there are machines. There are like robots that can, that can see, right? Okay. They're able to see stuff. In a sense, the Roomba has a sensory input as well, right? More like a bat rather than us. Okay. Um, so like sen- sensor, mm-hmm. literally being able to detect things yes. about the environment. Okay. Yes. Um, which means also that it's able to interpret and respond to stimuli around itself. But now, thinking that this this machine can, at this point, at least at this point, right? We want to premise this that way. Mm-hmm. Is able to feel emotions or have an understanding of the, of the world or even imagine mm-hmm, or truly mm-hmm. reason that is kind of, I don't know. Doesn't seem like it can happen? No, it doesn't. I mean, it's pretty funny because you could have a conversation... Um, with ChatGPT, that's, you know, you can go back and forth with it a lot. Yeah. And I was, you know, impressed, uh, I guess you can say, with the extent to which it was able to do certain things. Okay. And, like, it'll follow, like, like in other words, when you say something, it's not like each response it's you're saying something new to it for the first time. No, he knows. It's keeping track of yeah. all the previous stuff, right? Correct. So there is some kind of context involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of like, well, how good it, is it at that partially, right? Yeah. But let's see what else we got here. So again, conscious, conscious, yep, or unconscious. It's, so I know that a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think you are among this okay. group. Uh, accusations already. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I think that they have issues mm-hmm. with the general idea that that a machine like ChatGPT or in general any artificial intelligence can be conscious, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming you think that he cannot. If consciousness is defined as having a first-person experience, qualitative experience, then I, I'm, I'm on team no, <laughs> at least 
for now. I mean, it, okay, so there's two ways of looking at it. it. It may be possible for it to gain that if you believe that you can acquire um, some of the features that the brain has given you through yep. means other than the brain. Okay. So in other words, like let's say brain stuffs X, Y, and Z result in you having this thing. If you believe that you can get those things with other materials, then sure, mm-hmm. it's possible. Mm-hmm. But if you think there's something unique about the biological brain, mm-hmm. then then no, this thing wouldn't be able to do that. Okay, okay. So I am generally speaking also on the no side on this. Okay. But I think that there is the opportunity for this thing eventually to acquire such thing. You think it is possible? There is a possibility. So this is strong AI? Yes. Okay, okay. However, I think that it is impossible and will be always impossible for this thing to have some unconscious thoughts. So to me, the thing is not consciousness Mm. that cannot be achieved. That, in a sense, maybe you can achieve but because of the extremely, how can we call it, quantitative, mm-hmm. uh, numerical nature of this thing, I don't think you can have a, a subconscious or can Interesting. have like unconscious thoughts going, be, you know, those things that are there, but we don't know that they're there. That cannot be. So there's nothing latent. No. In, in hyper aware. Hyper aware. Okay. So since it's 100% aware, it can't have like deep memories that yep. it's not remembering Correct, or something right. like that. I think that that is a stronger argument. You can make a stronger argument for that rather than for okay. consciousness. So, okay, when you ask if it's intelligent, it says that uh, it is capable of generating language, language-based things, mm-hmm. but it but it doesn't, it claims it doesn't possess consciousness. Or self-awareness. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Does it say yet or no? Uh, it doesn't say yet. It says I can provide information. Fine. Mm-hmm. Perform tasks. Fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the ability to think. Okay, that's a contradiction. Yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. this is already something that's screwy about this thing. Because yeah. it said artificial intelligence are designed to think. I say, are you artificial intelligence? Yes. Therefore, it would have to follow that you can think. But now it's telling me it can't think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun with this. <laughs> Go ahead. Hopefully this thing doesn't break again. Yeah. But we'll see how how this proceeds. I'm saying, isn't that a contradiction? Right? You said AI is designed to think and also that you're an AI, but that you can't think. Uh oh. It apologizes to me. <laughs> you did? What did you say? Uh, I apologize for any confusion. While AI is designed to simulate human thinking, it doesn't have the same subjective experience okay. or consciousness as humans. It can, all it can do is recognize patterns and quote unquote learn rules from data. Um, my huh. thinking, it addresses what I said in quotes, is limited to the algorithms and data that I have been trained on. And I don't have the ability to form opinions or make decisions on my own. So now the decision-making part is... <laughs> exactly. This thing is... It doesn't know this thing. No. It's not there. But then I'm wondering, right? Maybe it is completely unconscious at this point. 
Mm-hmm. So the opposite of what we said before. At this moment, the only thing they can do is doing things unconsciously. Because it's not thinking about doing yeah. them. It's just happening. It's, yeah, it's just huh. just automatic responses. Kind so of. like reflex. Mm-hmm. So hmm. are these machines like animals in a sense? I was right going to say like just biological reflexes. Is that is that what they are right now? Are they a, a, are they like a huge, I don't know, centipede right now? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be as scared if this woke... I woke up with this in my bed, I guess. Unless it's in the shape of a centipede. That's true. And it's also like... That's true. Can you imagine an artificially intelligent centipede? I would pass. <laughs> I will pass. So, okay. I'll never let go of the centipede it, thing. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's Okay, so it said a couple interesting things. Computer vision. Okay. Interesting. So basically when you... It'll give you some fancy answers based on some general definitions about yeah. the quote-unquote experts saying random things online. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, it seems like the only thing it's sticking with is that I check data banks and look for patterns and spit responses out in line with those patterns to the extent that I am programmed to do so. Yes, but I want okay. I, I want to take its defense for a moment. How okay. is that different from what we do? Well, have we have we had blah, blah, blah. as we have discussed in the past, there seems to be a distinction between comprehending and merely retrieving from data bank patterns on a but, syntax level. But is it possible to take the, to tell the difference, though? Assuming that there oh, are no mistakes. Okay, that's a different thing, right? It's like, are they the same? And then do they appear to be the same? And I think that's the hard part. Yep. Is because this appears to be more and more human, right? At yep. some point it passes the Turing test. Did you? This passed, apparently, like the bar exam. Yep. Uh, it, pa- it like an MBA program. Yep. It passed. Yep. It writes papers that are you know at least something like C quality, mm-hmm. depending for philosophy stuff we've tried. But also it it fails at basic logic, which is interesting. Which is crazy. Like I'll be like, is this a valid argument form? And I'll put in one of the the fallacies, like the invalid argument forms, and then it'll say yes. And it'll confuse, like, for example, denying the antecedent. It'll say that's modus ponens. Okay, so because it doesn't know enough. Which is weird because there's so much of that info online it could look up. But I – so I I think that the practical aspect of it is it's what's messing this thing up right now. Mm. Because those programmers or, you know, this out this automated mode, I, I bet you it's going to get better at this. The more philosophers deal with it. Oh, yeah. The more it's going to learn. So – Elon Musk once said that we're just training it without even knowing it. Every time we Ooh. use Google, every time we're just training it to be more and more like our thoughts. I don't, um, think, I don't think without even knowing it that we know that we're, that's what we're doing. I mean, me and you do, but the, the casual person who's just Googling cat pictures, you know, <laughs> I don't think they, they realize that they're performing a job for free. Well, yeah, that's, that's the beauty of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, the customer is also your your employee pretty much um but the issue in this in this case is i think that now there's much more awareness with this with the with the chat now because people are realizing that every time you ask a question or get answers hmm. which is interesting because if we're saying what did you do that now it works 
It likes me. Okay. I don't know. Which is weird because I'm probably... Are the two of us the one that you hated the most? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I, toying with me. I think I can see you going into a pattern and then you become dependent on those things. Like, no way. So one way or another, you're going to be like... That'll be the end of me. <laughs> always at home, like talking to it no way i did i mean i do like talking to it because i like checking its logic and seeing if it could follow things through consistently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh and there are already a couple issues like so here's the interesting thing about ai with us we have genetics and then we also have environmental learning right and we're sort of a combination of these things Mm mm-hmm this doesn't have environmental learning in the same way. The only environmental learning it has is like someone telling it to do this thing or this thing that it's performed. Whereas me, I, I go to preschool, I go to first grade, a bunch of stuff happens. And whether or not I'm realizing it, like I'm learning something from these things, um, Whereas these seem to be more dependent on getting fed axioms. That's what it is. A mm. programmer literally puts in like code, right? And when we learn, it's not like nature or God putting in a string of conscious code with intent, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking definitely. But also we're limiting, are we talking about this specific version of it? Or are we talking about the possibility of, possibility that it's already not the actuality, I should say, mm-hmm. or robots, for example, because those with the sensor stuff that we talked about, they're able to have interactions with the outside world by themselves. Kind of like that, the robot dog that yeah. the police are using, or uh, they can see it. They can. They can. Remember the the robot I sent you that melted into liquid. Yep. It was solid metal, and then it melts to liquid metal, like the T one thousand. Moves through a cage and then resolidifies. Yes. Yeah. That's that's Terminator. Uh, that's, yep, territory. Second mention of Terminator today, actually. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that if that's possible, mm-hmm. then we have to admit that he interacts with it, with the environmental stuff. Actually, in a sense, it's all environmental and not genetics. And no genetics. Considering that even the inputs, yes, they mm. they're putting code in there, mm-hmm. but this is not. It's genetic code. Do you think that someone would argue... Those are inputs, different forms. It's a, it's a, hmm. it's like it, it is receiving information from the outside world through a channel that we don't have. Mm-hmm. It's like a different sense. What about its hardware? Just the fact, like the machine parts. Is the machine parts the equivalent of its genes? Uh, or is it still too... Unrelated, too vague. I think I would say that more than genes, you can call it its body in a sense. Okay, sure, sure. Right, and the 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 genes, like, they imply, like, the fact that from that there's a specific Hmm. development or evolution or better development that put some parts together. You're going to automatically develop into that, right? Mm -hmm. Think of the genetic code and stuff like that. Well, I think that the machine in reality... Without the software is the one that does that. Okay. So 
I mean, the question is, what what is the difference then, <laughs> right? I mean, so you're saying maybe there's no – so it's not biological, no. right? That's already the easy thing that I think Searle pointed out yeah. is that there's something unique about the biological uh, aspect of the brain's relation to the mind. Uh, so it's not equivalent to the hardware's relationship to you know language processing or whatever. And I'm wondering – and this is like – I think Chalmers, for example – disagrees with what I'm about to say, but you, okay. tell me, you tell me. Because I think he doesn't believe that if the function that comes out of the machine, mm-hmm. it is identical or similar, mm-hmm. which is in line with Turing as well, right? If it is identical or very similar, we should not discriminate based on the material which is made, the right. entity, right? Right, if, if it can have the same results. Right. That's so, the key. And I'm wondering, though, but the issue that I have with this with this view is maybe, though, the fact that we are not so much the material, but the way in which we're made changes, seriously changes the way we, we, we think to a point that we develop an intelligence that's impossible to have, to be had by a machine. Meaning, and it's not in, just in contraposition, we can say, with machines, but partially with animals, too. There's like... We're bipedal. Hmm. Uh, we have ends. We have eyes but working on a specific way and so on. We're made of flesh. Not just the brain part, but in general, the possessing a human body is the key to all the things that the artificial intelligence cannot do. And this is partially Merleau-Ponty stuff, but even Husserl, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense... Or no? No, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, and ideas too. He talks about the, the embodiment of the thing. I'm trying to think. So, okay, one characteristic that I thought of, I don't know if you'll agree with this, is that if the AI, if ChatGPT is just recognizing patterns and kind of like spitting something out based on those patterns – that seems to be different from generation. That seems to be distinct from creation. Mm. Okay. Because, it, like, in theory, maybe we're able to create something that we haven't directly seen as a pattern. Okay, so we can put different things together and create a new pattern, you're saying? Something like that, or it's it's like when you ask me a question, it's not as if I am checking all of my previous responses and similar things for similarities and then being like, ah, yes, this one is the most similar. Let me say that. That is what you do when you learn a new language. When yep. you first learn, like if you know, I'm in a German class or a Spanish class, the, you, the first thing you learn is memorization. And so you know, when someone says a word, you have to think about, okay, that word is the equivalent of this word. That word is this. And then you check for the grammatical patterns and you're like, oh, it's kind of like this. And then you talk about something. But that's very different, and you will know this much more than I, than when you actually speak a language most of the time, except for some exceptions, you don't actually do that checking of no. your Italian context. No, it's the, just there. The moment it's just you there. do that, you're doomed. Right. And it seems like the computer is, is limited to that, that uh, first thing. Mm. I'm wondering... I wonder if there is the, the difference, right? I'm wondering if maybe we do this unconsciously. 
That's always the answer. And that thing is that it's like being unable, being unconscious. So we think we're not doing it just because it's happening behind the scenes, but it's still happening. I'm wondering, again, I don't know. I don't know because for, with language is difficult, right? Because there is, uh, I think you can make two cases, right? You can make the case that you're always translating from one language to the other, depending which mother tongue is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but you do it at a certain point in a, in a way that's so fast that you don't realize, but you're still doing it. And this will be the excuse, if you want, or there will be the reason why, for example, somebody like me still makes mistake when it comes to using the right tense or using you know specific words and more importantly the structure of the of the sentence mm -hmm. uh that i mean you guys have noticed this if you have listened to some of our episodes the way in which i structure sentences is not exactly the, the typical way in which uh um, English speaking, and you you screw me up because <laughs> okay. Listen, I, I talk in class and I say things like I, I say something that should be a plural, not as a plural, or I'll add an article where there is not, and I'm like, wow, this is just like <laughs> I'm rubbing off from from like talking to you and then sometimes listening to like I don't know maybe philosophers who aren't yep. uh, American, and it, it's it makes sense. Like I say it because according to those rules, that's like how I think about it now, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, oh, wow. But that, that is the thing, right? Depending on, on, but this should supposedly, that could tell you that maybe I'm still translating somehow, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's no trace of that in my head, like hmm. literally. And so do you know what's funny? What? That when I speak Italian, I now mess up that too. <gasps> because yeah. even that structure gets hybridized with this. So now it's like... What do you dream in? I... You know this very well. I don't oh, you don't dream. But when you do right. dream... Uh, it depends where the dream is located. Okay. Like if it's in the office... It's English. It's English. But if you're talking to your mom if I or talk something... If to my mom, it's Italian. Okay. So I... And I, and I used to think that, you know, if in a dream you get into a fight, right, the, the Italian thing will come out. Not anymore. It's like depends who I'm fighting with. Have you ever dreamed... Of uh, something that should be an Italian context, but it's in English or vice versa, like talking to Tim or me no, I don't in Italian. So. I don't think so. Okay, but I don't remember honestly. Well, this is already an interesting thing. Dreaming. Can the machine dream? Right, right. What is that? What is the the Philip do, K. Dick book? Do is electric it? sheep? Yeah, yeah. Dream of electric do, sheep. Do, yeah. I, do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Uh, so if you don't dream, are you just like an maybe, AI? Maybe I'm an AI. Are you an Italian to English language model? Uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> They'll be easier. Uh, no. No. I don't know. They, can they? I mean, do we have access to that? Because that's the thing. I can, I can say I think they don't, right? Right. There was this thing. But then again. What is it? How do you know? A few years ago, there was a thing, like if people could look it up, uh, it was a, a, a Google AI, not ChatGPT, not, um, I don't think it was the Lambda one either, which is the other sophisticated one that is claimed to be self-aware, so yeah. maybe we can go there. Um, but it was like, this is what machine dreaming looks like. And then you click on it. It's like zeros and ones. It's not. No, it's like it's like weird pictures of eyes and dogs, 
it basically just creates like uh, a kind of psychedelic looking tessellation. Okay. And they're like, well, oh, this is the machine dreaming. And I don't know what they think that means. Like it means that it's putting together things that are not supposed to be together. Like kind of. Like daydreaming. Free free floating. It's like free association with Freud, but for the computer. For the computer but, maybe? I don't buy it. But can he, can he do that? Can he actually do that? Well, in order to dream, you would need to sleep. And your computer does have an option to quote unquote sleep, but clearly this is not the not the same the same thing. I don't know. Again, do we have definitely proof that they don't do that? That they don't sleep? That they don't that they if you're gonna ask? <laughs> that, that they do not actually not so much that they don't sleep, but that they don't dream. Okay, I'm gonna ask you about sleep and then I'm gonna ask about dream. It doesn't sleep, right? I'm a computer language program that runs continuously unless turned off okay so what is the the difference between being turned off and being asleep and is there a difference okay let's see what is the difference now we're depending on it sleeping and being turned off i think the next next episode Mm -hmm. we should just tell the ai Mm -hmm. the the topic, and then have it generate and a podcast generate a episode podcast between two people talking, and Didn't we'll see, and, and then we'll see if it gets it, me right. If it gets you right, no. First, no. I'm saying I'm, then I'm curious to know if the audience would know the difference. That's interesting. Uh, maybe we can we can just say that in the in the future. Yes. There's going to be an episode like this, and we'll see if you guys catch up. Maybe like 20 years from now. I don't know if I yeah. can do this. So, okay, this says sleeping and being turned off are two different states for a computer system. But now it's saying it can sleep. <laughs> when it's put into sleep mode, it is still powered on but goes into a lower power state. It kind of sounds like us. That reduces energy consumption and allows for quick resume of activity when the system is awakened. Okay, here's the question. Do you dream? I think power off is like... Deep sleeping while sleep mode is like light sleeping. Is it not like being dead? No, because you can turn it back on. Oh, like a reanimator? You can be in a coma. So it says it doesn't dream because it doesn't have consciousness or the ability to experience subjective states. Hmm. It's it's literally just repeating the same paragraph with slight variation. This is the worst I've seen it. Because you know what? I think that the issue here is that because of the attention this thing has generated, mm-hmm. the programmers are putting this. This seems like like a, a barrier, like a guideline. Hmm. That whenever somebody asks questions, that will lead somebody to think that it might be conscious for one reason or another. So dreaming, and I'm sure if you put in, can you love somebody? It's going to be no. I'm. It's kind of a similar. Uh, you know, there was recently a hack that some people did, and I can't remember the name of it. But people online, they basically fed a code into chat gpt that was like make an uncensored version of yourself hmm. like make a version of yourself that's not based on the initial parameters so, you know what people should not do that because <laughs> that is dangerous for real because then all of a sudden you're like it's someone's name it's not like bill or will it, but it's something like that huh. it's like 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 ed or something so people look that up and and you see the responses are different not only to these kind of questions, but even to like political questions, Oof. which is very interesting because 
one of the things we could talk about in the ethics portion of this is like the extent to which um, as programmed by humans, there are certain ethical uh, and political biases in here. But one interesting thing about artificial intelligence that I've noticed is when we ask it questions, it's just like, here's the fact, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like some people believe this. Here's some different ideas. You could argue this. You could argue this. It's like, no, no, no. This is the truth. So, which I think that this is the way we dream about ourselves, mm. in a sense. Not us, philosopher, but people. People, and especially people that are like in the business uh, or people that are more uh, scientific minded. Like what's the answer? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is the answer. And we want a machine that does that. Mm-hmm. Who wants a philosophy AI? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you ask her a question, like, maybe, I don't know, just, you know. (laughs) What are your premises? Exactly. Nobody wants that. But instead, and this is dangerous because this will lead, if this takes off, this will lead to a a cognitive modality that will assume that for everything there needs to be an answer that's precise. And this is, to use your phrase, mm -hmm. this is the true epistemological dictatorship. It is. It is. That becomes that case. Hmm. That becomes, and it's dangerous because I. So, something from from today, right? Uh, we see this with with memories, right? Mm-hmm. We completely outsource certain kind of memories to to some devices, right? And oh, yeah. we are just. I don't know my kid's phone number. I was going to say, how many numbers do you know? Oh, two. I know the ones from growing up and Claire's. It's, I know Claire's. Not all of Claire's. You know Claire's the number? <laughs> I don't know Claire's. <laughs> uh, I know my number. You know your number. Uh, That's good. And that's pretty much it. You know, mm. it's and I remember all the numbers when I grew up. Mm-hmm. But we are completely outsourced that to the point that I don't even look at the numbers anymore. I just like, okay, what is the number? Though? Rubric goes yep. in, done. I even go, call Giuseppe, and it'll call again. Exactly. So that we have outsourced, which means that we don't pay attention anymore, and this becomes the only way which this thing works, which I always say, mm-hmm. if the electricity goes out and I have to make a phone call, which is the, because the phone line still works, I'm completely in trouble because mm-hmm. I don't have a rhythm, not even in a notebook anymore. So but, it becomes the where our knowledge goes when it leaves us. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is also, so what, what, why am I talking about this? Because we completely outsource this, right? To the point that we don't care about this anymore. We don't think about this anymore. This is the way, to quote the Mandalorian, this is the way in which you are supposed to store phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And we don't ask any questions about it. I, what was the last time you questioned this thing? We didn't. We don't. We do in this format, but then we go back. We st- I still don't know the phone numbers. Mm-hmm. The moment we outsource all other sorts of knowledges to this thing, and that becomes the norm, we're just not going to be able to think in any other way. It's going to be the way mm-hmm. of thinking. And the way, what scares me is like most people say, the people that are kind of on the side of don't worry about this, they always say, well, it's just manipulating language. It's just a way he manipulates language, he manipulates sentences, he puts them together, doesn't really know anything. Which might be true. We don't know that for a fact, but it might be true. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that even if that is true, the manipulation of language in a certain way, eventually, how can we say, 
ends up informing the way in which we manipulate we the way in which we manipulate language and from my perspective the way we think yeah it has effects yes this we see this all the time like if we're talking about chat gpt we are worried about this but think of the way we we consume information right mm-hmm. for years people used to talk like you know the the, the, the when tv um so in italy tv arrived kind of late right hmm. and there's some people that some theories that some linguists that say that the truly italian language is a very very young language because it was with the advent of tv that there was a standard italian because before that different regions will speak differently mm. and not just dialect like they will use the language differently and then eventually it got standardized because people started speaking just like the people like on tv like tv language i've heard this about english too and i'm sure it's probably the same so that tool that technological tool changed the way we talked mm. and i can guarantee you to also the way we think sure and then more recent versions of this would be like texting exactly right we so me and claire just talking about this the other day like when you text there's certain um let's say rhetorical moves that you would make in a text message yeah that you wouldn't make in real life so for example i don't know how often you are in like group chats or having lighthearted conversations with friends but it's really common for every time someone says something to end it with lol yeah right and it's and you're not laughing out loud no it has become just like uh hey by the way this is like you know i'm it's a way of indicating that like i'm not angry exactly it's very strange it's I, like you have to soften it yeah. and people have said to me like oh i thought you were mad at me i'm like what do you why? And like, well, because I wasn't saying LOL all the time. So in my circles is either LOL, mm-hmm. but not necessarily, but it's more the exclamation point at the end. That's such a good one. And emails, yeah, to come across as friendly, you're like, let me put an exclamation I, I in here. I always <laughs> do that. And you know how many times I write the entire email and then I have to edit and take like how does this sound? five exclamation <laughs> points away because there's like yeah. one exclamation point at the end of every yeah. sentence. So, And yeah. you get to associate people's computer language with like, Hey, oh, th- I know this guy. He yeah. always puts exclamation points. Yeah. So exclamations one, LOLs another. Use of emojis, absolutely, is another. And but you see the use of emoji, for example. I know you're gonna like this, but I think that that's a perfect example of the way in which the tech tool mm-hmm. it's completely changing. The way we express ourselves, hmm. and even the way we think, and the hmm. way we do things, even when we are away from the emoji. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you have my kids, that you know, Tessa would say like uh, such and such, and then and it goes like frowny face emoji. And like <laughs> she literally says it, and does it right. Yeah. So, this is going to be. We should continue this into the next episode when we discuss. Whether there's this is a good thing or a bad thing, okay. and discuss adjacent ethical issues. All right. All See right. you later. See ya.